Tom. I'm Kim. And this is the Three Old Reds Fans Podcast coming to you from a secret satellite location. A few miles from the heart of Cedarville, the famous birthplace and final resting place of Reds pitching legend Bumpus Jones. We just decided to go to somebody else's living room today. So we're at Kim's and Callie, the cute little dog, has joined us here on the couch as we sit around in the sectional and with the microphone somewhere between us and hopefully you can hear us all okay and... Um, we got some basketball on the television muted, and but mostly we're thinking and talking about baseball today. So if you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app or website, thanks for being one of the most loyal Reds fans ever. We do have a five-star rating on iTunes. You guys know that? Wow. We should have six. We, well, you can only get to five. We have six people who have rated us at five. Wow. So, Is that uh, all of our wives and Yeah, kids? yeah, probably. I paid people to do that. Um but if you haven't rated us, do that. Leave a review. It helps more Reds fans find us. When they do go searching and stuff for st- for things, it just it makes you more relevant. It's kind of like a Google search. Um, so the rebuild's red hot, so we're here to talk about it. And we got some hope. We do. First time in, what, maybe five years, the MLB is, network has said, hey, they may win, they may go to postseason. Yeah, who who was that? You said there is was that a, guy that has the shaved sides of his oh, head. Once trip ahead, yeah, they got the so many different guys on there. I'm he's, not a, sure. he's a former former player. player yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember which one you mean. I don't. I don't remember the name, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, so yeah, that was exciting. Get you warm in a cold <coughs> February Ohio season. Oh, I wish I was in Arizona right now with this cold I got. I apologize up front. I will cough many times. I got to, we're driving over here, and I'm like, why am I doing this today? But anyway, got to play hurt. That's right. <laughs> play every day. Play hurt. So, um, well, there's been some things happen since we last talked. Uh, uh, starting rotation was named. Not really the order, but the five guys that are in it. Um, of course, Sonny Gray is not starting today because of some elbow stiffness. But I don't. Alex think Wood, I think they put in his place. I don't think we need to get Real worried. Oh, they did. I don't think we need to get worried yet. But no. um, they, they said it was nothing ultra serious. conservative. Yeah, did you anybody when you saw those five names? Did that surprise anybody whatsoever? Well, only Di Scavani. I mean, I know he had a good year last year at the end of the season, but yeah, he, I might like to see maybe some of those young guys could have taken a spot. Well, he's, such, he's still kind of a young, young. He's still kind of a young well, guy. Yeah, I guess you don't think of him as young as the other guys because I think it's just two to three years ago before the injury he had such a good yeah. Three quarter season with the Reds. He's more proven, Tom, than some he, of those young I agree. guys. I agree. You're He's always you're always about proven guys. So I don't blame him for for naming him, but you know, it makes you wonder if Molly or one of these guys could take his spot. Well, you know, that, that, he'll get some starts this year in the big leagues. Um, you know, Cody Reed might. Um, you know, you don't know who else might get some starts because guys are going to get hurt. I mean, you already sure. got a guy with elbow stiffness missing a start. Well, that can happen in July, right, to a guy for miss a couple starts and yeah. you bring somebody yeah. up. Well, I think it's interesting, too, about pitching staff is I'm seeing a lot, like, maybe they're only going to keep 12 uh, because they want to be sure they got enough position players and depth and guys that can play enough positions. Uh, I think center field issue is driving that, probably. Um, so... I just kind of think they're getting ready for the DH next year. Oh, no, please. So they have an extra position player. Stop. I if agree. You, if you consider DH a position. It is. No, okay. it's not. 
I, I, I suppose you think cheerleading is a sport, too. No, I do not. I for do the, not. For the three women that listen to the show, we've just lost our female audience. <laughs> and our Nor do I consider gymnastics a sport or diving a sport because it's an athletic competition. Figure skating, it's judged. So it's not a sport, but it is an athletic competition. About racing. Well, the, whoever gets there first. So that's a sport. NASCAR. It's a sport. a sport. Yeah, because it's whoever gets there first. It's not a competition. No, it's whoever gets there first. It's a race. It's the most natural so competition. It's the so most basketball natural competition. It is, because it's whoever scores the most points. Okay. It's not well, judged. I'm really In sorry. Platform diving, Greg Lugane is whoever had the most points. Yeah, but it's based on judging, not actually putting the ball through the hoop. It's based on judging. Well, not we do have judges, referees, but. It's not, I, this, I it's not the same. I see your point, Mr. Gilcott. You see my point? I do. You don't, I do. You don't agree with it. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to go on. Let's talk this about is baseball. That's what I meant to, to, for this to go to. But So I think you were talking about how many pitchers you <coughs> get, uh, maybe based on what, you know the uncertainty in center field. Well, I think the scooter, not signing scooter, that's related as well. Because if, if Senzel doesn't work out in center field, then he could easily slide into second base next year. Right. right. Yeah. I, aside from who plays center field this year, aside from that, I think <clears throat> not signing Scooter is the right thing to do. I like Scooter. He's great for the ball club. He's a fan favorite. Throw all that out. In terms of you owning a team and what's best for the team in the long run, you've got Sinzel and you've got Taylor Trammell, is yeah, that you pronounce yeah. in the wings. I agree. You're sitting there long term. Yeah, you I don't, don't like the bad PR that comes with it, but in, in the mold of the New England Patriots, let's do what's best for the longevity of this franchise. I think the Reds are making the right decision. Yeah, because I don't. I agree, too. You don't really do something until you have to. You don't have to sign him yet. So right. we don't, The only thing I didn't like is if Scooter is being truthful and I have no reason to believe he's not, the fact that they have reached out and the Reds haven't even responded with anything. I mean, that's no way to, to me, that's no way to treat an employee is to just ignore Agreed. them. Agreed. So that's now, maybe the Reds would would uh, contradict that. Yeah, we're only that, hearing one that side. One, of it, that's right? one side. But from Scooter's side, if that's true, I, that I don't like. But, um, but yeah, I, if at some point this year or at the end of the season, it makes sense to assign Scooter for next for three or four more years, then do it. If not, you don't. So if if Trammell is it Trammell? Or? It's Trammell. If it's, Trammell he's is, not it's not he's not related to Alan Trammell. So it's Trammell. If Trammell is really that good, <coughs> then, then why are we messing with Sinzel in center field? Well, Trammell's only hasn't played above single A and um he actually didn't hit very well the second half of last season. I've heard people say why didn't he get moved up to double A late last year. Well, he wasn't really hitting the ball very well in the second half of the season. Um, so, to your point, though, I think you got to figure out this year, and if Sinzel is a good center fielder and can play it this year, uh, but then a guy like Trammell is ready, and you think, okay, then we that's why they're not giving Scooter the contract yet, because he could move to second. He could, become a, he could be like a gold glove guy at second, possibly, but not in center field. Right. So you put him where he's best, and then you actually have a better center fielder eventually in a guy like Trammell, possibly. So I think that's the thinking. It's just, how's it all going to play out? Okay, so let's say things work out like you guys have been talking about. 
Senzel's the man. Uh, he stays down at AAA for a few weeks, and they bring him up like they'll, they'll most likely do. And he, he ends up being the man in center field. He hits the cover off the ball. He plays a solid center field. Then do you sign Scooter? I could see that happening. Well, it depends on what Taylor Trammell exactly. does in the, in the minor leagues this year. Does, Taylor but he could Trammell, play another position. Taylor, he could play third, well, left or right. I, I don't think so. I think he's an outfielder. I think but no, he's I really mean left center. or right. He yeah, but Senzel could also should, move to left. Senzel could move, too. Could move to left. And, I think Trammell's more naturally fitted for center field because he is such a strong athlete, yeah. covers a lot of ground, and uh, j- just really he's the projections on him are pretty high. So I – I understand why the Reds are doing this, and it's you know not ideal. Maybe it would be a one-year move, <laughs> but to get him into the lineup, and you have to put him in center field, and as athletic as he is, and, and as Jeff, you pointed out, David Bell doesn't come out and say that if he's not really, in his opinion, going to be able to do that. I think it's a good move. Yeah. So Scooter's he's 30, right? He's turning 30, something like that? He's, I'd have to look it up. He's, he's like very, 29, yeah, 29, 30. Yeah, he's right best. There. In well, I think that's I think I think that's a thing they're waiting on. It's like, can he do this one more year? Is he, yeah. I mean, if he does, if he has another really good year, I mean, that's three straight. I mean, it's, right. and, and what, he's getting paid what twelve, thirteen million a year. So he, he'd get a pay raise. Let's say eighteen million. But you can save that eighteen million and go elsewhere and goes towards pitching. You do it. Possibly, yeah, you could, because the qualifying offer for him next year is going to be around eighteen million. Which Maybe is what I you didn't ha- know that I was just well, it, it was close to that this year. It was like seventeen something, I think, or maybe just over eighteen. So it's going to be in that eighteen million range. So next year to keep a, a Jeanette, a Puig, Alex Wood, right. those types of guys, you're going to have to make an offer like that. So how many? You're not going to make three or four of those. Right. You might make one or two. You know, if Kemp is here for one year and gone. That there's 21 million you got next year, and the critical eye on these trades is that we're looking at for the most part, other than Sunny Gray, and I don't remember about Roark, but Puig and Wood are one years. That's it. So you got to position yourself to to fill the void if we don't re-sign a Puig. And you got to feel you got to feel like you re-signed the pitcher over the outfielder. Yeah, yeah, Alex Wood. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, to me, that's and, and with the moves they've made, they did not trade away. They traded away a couple of good prospects, but they did not trade away the more the guys who were closer and, yeah. and right. going to be in the positions that you really need to fill long term. You know, they did trade. If, they traded two second basemen. They traded Jeter Downs and they traded Shed Long. And I know some you'll see Jeter Downs listed as a shortstop because he was drafted as a shortstop. The guy's a second baseman. I don't think he's a major league shortstop, not yet. I think if he is. He's he's not elite defensively at shortstop. I think because um, I saw him play a lot last summer in Dayton. But I think the fact that they traded those two guys means that they Scooter feel they feel secure about second base. It's yes. either Scooter or Senzel for the next yeah. yes for the next many many years beyond the point those two would be ready for the majors. Like, okay, we'll let him go because we feel we feel really good about second base yep. for the next many many years. And that's I think that's pretty obvious. So, um, so <clears throat> Scooter, I mean, he's just a constant a, a constant uh, topic of conversation. You know what's what's going? What are we going to do with him? 
I heard a I heard a good interview of Joey Votto. I don't know if this is on our agenda to talk about, but anything. Um, the the interview was by John Schmoltz on Major League Network, and he was asking, so tell me, you know, over the years, how you've adjusted your approach? And he said, well, the game these last few years has gotten so much faster. And what he meant by faster was the velocity of the pitchers. So he said, if you looked at me a few years ago, I stood much more straight up, and I took more chances at the plate. But if you notice the last couple of years, now I crouch more and I'm, I've choked up on, on the bat. He said, I just had to adjust my game. And he said, that's how, you know, because they were talking about longevity, how you keep doing what you're doing over time. And yeah. I thought that was interesting. I'd never really made that. I mean, we all saw him choke up. Was that last year, first year maybe? or last couple of years, I think it's been a thing. But um, I remember Pete Rose, it, it talked, they interviewed him, and were like, these players, they don't adjust. They guys know that right. they can't hit the outside right. pitch, and they never hit the outside pitch. Why don't they learn to adjust? So obviously Rose had learned that through the years, mm -hmm. how to adjust. And here's an, oh, exa here's an example hitter. now of Joey Votto, you know, Hall of Famer hitter, and he's learned to adjust. And I think that's that shows you what the great hitters have done. It's just an interesting interview. Well, I, it's I, a it's a you gotta you gotta have enough humility about you to to be willing to adjust and not think you could always be who you were when you were nineteen years old. Yeah, you know we've seen a lot of the Reds players who have sought to go the other way, like Votto has the the Votto influence. But I, I love hearing that comment that you just shared with Joey, one of the best in the game. And you look at the metrics, one of the best ever in several of them, OBP, for example. I don't yeah. know about Woba. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. But then you listen to someone like Jay Bruce. I was going to bring up Jay Bruce, And Jay too. Bruce, you know, when they would bring out that comment, Jay, the, the response that I would read in an article was, do you know how hard it is to go the other way? Do you know how hard it is to hit a baseball? You didn't hear that. I mean, I'm going to use the word excuse. You didn't hear that ex word from Vado. He worked at it. Yeah. I mean, he recognized you can do it. Tony Bruce Gwynn, never, Bruce Tony never Gwynn it made a halt right. He tried, and he did well at times for him. It is really but hard. Tony Gwynn made a career out of the five-and-a-half hole. <laughs> By the way, real quickly, did you see the picture of Jay Bruce in a Mariners uniform? No. He's had about 14 of those Donato's pizzas. <laughs> I'll see if I can't find it and get no, it that's we ate Donato's before. Uh, Donato's is not our sponsor, but this we is, ate Donato's before we turned. It's actually a pizza podcast. and podcast. Pizza and podcast, yeah. And in that order. Yeah. Well, I will say this: Jay is correct. It is really hard, and I think a lot of baseball fans watch baseball and think, "Why didn't they bunt more? Why didn't he go the opposite way more? When they got the shift on, why didn't he just hit it to right field?" Well, you just you can't just. Do that. No, you you can't walk. To you do can't it. walk up to the plate. And say, oh, they're over there. I'm going to hit the ball this way. It ain't slow pitch softball, <laughs> you know. But the other point is, you do have to really work at it in the off season. And that was the point. And Joey, it's, the point of the it's your full time job. It's what they do. It, yeah. And some guys are more talented and are going to be able to do that better than other guys. But your point is well taken. You have to do that. So it's like, you know, okay, I coach middle school basketball. These kids, they get in the gym before practice, and you see them out there doing step-back threes. They think they're James Harden, Half right? shots. You know, and they're shooting that, and they're shooting fadeaway shots and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, so we talked to them. I was like, okay, you can – don't ever shoot that in a game because you're in the seventh grade and the eighth grade, and you can't do that yet. You see James Harden do that. You know, And you see – you see uh, – Le LeBron could not shoot threes like he does now when he came in when he came into the the game. 
Kobe made himself a great jump shooter. Jordan made himself a better jump shooter because they practiced it over and over and over again. It's the same way with these guys. If you want to learn hit the other way, you have to really intentionally work at it. And baseball is a game of repetition. It's a muscle memory game. Yeah. Is what you always call it. So you got to have your muscles be able to just learn to do it automatically. And that doesn't happen. I mean, think of all the bad habits you get into. It's because you've done it bad over and over again. You, know, you right. have to do it right over and over right. again. To... It's it's like in uh, um, guy um, used to help me with the coaching the high school golf team here. He he would talk about, you know, okay, it's good go out and practice your swing and, and go to the range and practice, but if you're not practicing the right way, right. it doesn't do you any good. Yeah. If your swing is, if you're not practice doing, doesn't if make you're, perfect pra- perfect practice. Yeah, if perfect. if you're if you're doing dumb stuff in your swing, in fact, practice can make you bad. Can, yes, <laughs> but going back to hit, uh, Tom's comment, you work hard when no one's looking. Yeah, you just don't show up. You don't show up to camp and start working. What did Vado say this offseason he's done that he's never done before? Yeah, he's hitting right he now. He worked on his swing all offseason. And this comes from a guy who batted in the 280s, and that's horrible for Vado. Yeah, which is he bad, was embarrassed, yeah. Yeah. and he hit 280. And remember, my my uh, fun mark is, okay, if we can hit 270, yeah. I'll take it. Well, and it's 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 not even just the batting average; it's all the other rate averages he has too. The, uh, point, oh, being, the I'm, point being, he works I'm, when no one's looking. His, his on base was was still good, but his slugging was way down. Right. All those things were way. You know down. what, you guys? It's amazing that the Reds don't hire the three of us as consultants. <laughs> oh well. And, and why aren't we? That we should be in Goodyear now. Think how we could help all those players hit. Yeah, they I would th- like to be in Goodyear now. I agree with the first part. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I suddenly think of the Seinfeld episode where, where George Costanza is telling Danny Tartable, giving him advice on hitting? That, that comes to mind. Was he really? <laughs> yeah. When he was working for the and Yankees? Tartable went in a slump. <laughs> <laughs> good old Danny Tartable. He was a good hitter. He was a good hitter. So, um, okay. So, we're not going to Goodyear right now, but, you know, we can, we can dream. Starting rotation. Uh, came out and said who the guys are going to be. Um, Sonny Gray was supposed to start today. We're fi- we're recording this on um, first day the first day of the ex- exhibition game on the February twenty third. Uh, a little elbow stiffness. Uh, they're being really cautious. Nothing to really worry about. Um, however, we know that Gray, Roark, and Wood, the three new guys, and Castillo and Discalfani, the holdovers, are going to be the five guys barring injury, starting the season. Um, we were talking earlier, Tom, you seen the Di Sclafani did it. I don't know if did it surprise you, or you just wonder if that's if they it, did that too soon. No, I guess it didn't surprise me, but um, I would like to see if he's really better than our other young guys. You know, if they, I'd like to see him give those other young guys a little chance to take that fifth spot. Okay. So, like who, Molly and... Is Molly the uh, Molly's the first one that comes to mind? Yeah, first one, always. Yeah, of course. I think out of all the guys that we're maybe thinking about, the Cody Reeds, okay, for example, um, Molly is the guy that, let's say he goes starts in Louisville, he's the one guy that will not go to the bullpen, and they've already had that in print. The other guys, you know, they're looking at Lorenzen stretching him, Garrett stretching him, Cody Reed has whatever, Brandon Finnegan. But Molly's been the one that they say they're going to keep him a starter. So I think he would be the likely candidate to be our next man up. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting with Lorenzo. If he's the long man, they could actually not have to pinch hit for him as a long man, which could be which could be an advantage. Yeah. Well, you, so, what do you think about? Have you seen the stuff about Lorenzo's working out with outfielders and, yeah, and getting that. more yeah. hitting in? I love it. Well, why I can't? Not? All right. If these pitchers are complete players, why aren't they all hitting more? They, they, I, they I agree. Hitting. They stop hitting in college. They. Quit I, I mean, at it. except the great athletes. Sometimes athletes will pitch in, hit college. But I think it's, I think that's the exception. These it, it, days. You're right. It is. You're right. I, you. Everybody knows how I feel about the DH. I will if they would stop laughing at me over there. That's Kim. He's laughing at me because I go on these rants. Laughing with you. Yeah. Laughing with me. It's like no. Everybody should be a complete player. Okay. Well, if pitchers could hit better than one ten, and actually worked at it, and could at least hit two hundred. Then I could buy the argument. The thing is, it's like, oh, that has to be a complete player. Well, they're not complete players, so why are they batting? So I ha- I hate the fact that they don't allow them to be complete players, and I hate the fact that I'm going to say you're probably right. The DH will come because it's for the fans, right? Yeah, it's not for the purists. Well, the the AL did it because attendance was bad in the early '70s, and they needed to do something, and that's what they decided to do. Yeah. And they had people like Charlie Finley and Bill Veck as owners in their league, so they were willing to try anything. So, yeah. Orange baseballs. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie Finley. Charlie had orange baseballs. Bill Veck, the shorts. The sh- Man, oh, yeah. Mini Minosa. All kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So. There, there were gadgets, you're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so who's going to be the opening day starter? Uh, could be Gray or Wood, but I think it should be Castillo. That's my opinion. I, that's Why? Because I, I think... If you think he's your best guy, potentially your number one, and you think he's the most talented guy you got, let's get him out there. Okay, what about this? I'm Two not years worried. ago, I'm, I'm not. we were all impressed, and we're looking forward to the next season, which was last season. And a, a very, very slow start. And overall, a so-so season. Much better in the second half. So couldn't you say, okay, we recognize this guy has the potential to be our best man, but let's – Maybe, maybe fair or not, let's just take some weight off of him, take some weight off the rotation, and let's go with a, a Wood or a Gray or a Roark. It's a perfectly know. legitimate argument. I'm just telling you what I'd do. Right. You know what I'm I saying do. you're wrong this time. I might time, say who's the best. But I, but I am saying that's what I would do. I might see who's the best cold-weather pitcher. <laughs> and make it practical. And, Lorenzen. You know, I don't know who it is. Maybe I'm one saying. of these guys doesn't mind the cold compared to other people. But... Um, well, that might be the most practical thing to do because you know it's most likely going to be cold. Oh, you think? <laughs> well, I yeah, and Castillo's a warm weather guy. I mean, he's obviously didn't grow up in cold weather, but he's yeah, been maybe a, Rourke is a better cold weather pitcher. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they'll just kind of wait and see what's going on in spring training. If I had to pick it today, that's what I would pick now. Spring training, you know, these guys get some innings under their belts, and we see how they're pitching, and who seems to be really pitching well um, has the most confidence, then I would be possibly willing to change my mind. But, I don't know, that's just kind of why I'm, you know, if he's, if you think he's your best guy, just do it. What do you got to lose? You don't really have anything to lose. I mean, it's one game in 162 games. Um, Since we're talking about opening day, who's going to be our outfield opening day? 
Boy, that's that's a really good question. Who are the three guys? Right, who are the three guys you figure are going to play every day the most? Uh, well, Quig and Quig. Winker. Quig and Winker. So Quig and center, think, Winker and right. I think those are the two most. Those guys will probably get the most abs. And they switch mm-hmm. out left field, maybe, according to. I mean, yeah, er, all everybody being healthy, and somebody not flopping. Which I mean, you know, guys flop sometimes in a season or have a terrible start, and they they lose some at bats. I mean, that could happen to any anybody on any team, right? Um, if Votto starts slow, he's not going to lose at bats. But I could see a Winker starting slow and losing at bats. I could see a Shevler starting slow and losing at bats. Um, I'm afraid your Shevs is going to be the odd man. I out. think he is. I think he probably is. I mean, I think people are like, "Oh, we'll trade Kemp." Well, I'm like, man, I, I, that guy swings a good bat. I think they might put Kemp. Camp out in left field opening day just because we traded for him. He's a big name. He's a good above Winker. Well, they could put Winker. Right, Winker they could right. put Winker and right and and Puig in center. I could see that happening. That's what I'm saying. Opening day. That's what, that would be. My I've prediction. heard people say, even though right field is supposed to be your better defender than or like a harder position than left. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say uh, they think. For whatever reason, when they see Winker and right, he plays better than he does when he's in left. He's played well in right. And so, I don't know what that Your is. best arm usually goes in right. Right, right. but yeah, but as far team. as playing the position, he's done better than that. But I could also see them going Winker from left to right. I could see them going Winker, Shebler, Puig. I could see that. Yeah, because Sheb played a lot of center field last year. I could see that. Mm-hmm. I think you want to put Puig in right. I, I think you're going to see like Puig in right. for Kemp and Puig. They'll probably put them in the outfielder team. Now, Sinzel has a great spring, and they've got no qualms that he can be ready and play. He could be in center field on it's opening not day. Happen. It could happen. There's no way. It could happen. He played. I win- bet you did not he, pizza. Right. He, he played winter ball down there. It could happen. I'm going to have some M and M's while because I can't. I can't. Two weeks. I can't. I can't take it when 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 you say that. Two weeks have passed. We're beyond that. Okay, we're in the control era now. Control period. Um, Senzel is up, and he becomes the super utility player in the, in the mold of a Cub, the way the, the Madden has done things for the Cubs. And he could play second base. He could play center field. I think that's what's going to happen with him. And I'll, I'll take it. With his bat I think and he's what gonna, he's done at every level, I take it. I think that's a good likelihood. Yeah. Um, but not until, I'm they, on. not until they start him in AAA. they got to get... We, we wouldn't be thinking for the future if we let him play right off the bat. That's why I said, I remember, the first thing I said was, we're beyond the first two weeks. Oh, yeah. We're now in the, in the period of control. And Jeff doesn't think long term, so he's not no. on board with us. He says we're wrong. He says that a lot, though. You guys are wrong. No more M&Ms for you. It's not your M&Ms to give. No soup for you. Oh, I can pull the bowl over here next to me <laughs> and hold it. And you, come and, try, and you come and try to take it away from me. Oh, well, there comes the bag. There's more peanut butter M&M's. Yeah, I like the peanut M&M's better. Yeah. So, I just, if he's not, if if you get to the end of spring training and you're like, he's not quite ready, we still legitimately need some uh, seasoning for defensive purposes, then leave him down. The only reason you're going to put him down is to play those games on the contract thing. I think I don't like it. I think it borders on. Being be a, a, I think it borders on being unethical. You'd be a terrible GM. No, I wouldn't. 
I'm for the players. I am. That's why you lose your job. You're supposed to be for the team to win games. Well, I am. I think Jeff has a poster it, of Marvin Miller's little boy growing up. Everyone else had Pete Rose and Johnny Bench. You had Marvin Miller Marvin and Kirk Mil- Flood, didn't you? <laughs> hey, he's my hero. Marvin Kirk Miller. Flood was with the Reds before all that, too. Yeah. So, anyway, I just... That's just the way I think about it. If he... You're supposed... You're supposed to come north with the 25 best players. And if he's one of the 25 best players... Then he should be coming north. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. And you guys can disagree. That's All fine. Right. You can be wrong. But uh, I, I can't. How about this? It's, what, it's an opinion. About, can I change the subject a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Just It's your show as All much right, as Dallas. it is mine. <laughs> he says with his fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Harper hasn't signed, although uh, the Phillies owner flew out to Vegas to meet with him yesterday, right? Yeah. Keiko hasn't signed, so things are going to happen pretty soon. So, what do you think is going to happen with these two these two players? I think it's obvious Harper's going to go to the Phillies. I think that's a done deal. The only other chance was San Francisco Giants, I think. Keiko might end up back with the Astros. I don't know. That's what you had said the other day. Yeah, I haven't day. heard any rumors about Keiko. Have you guys? No, he's just, you know, the free agency has been a soft market the last couple of years, and, and players he, are upset about it. But well, they they can be, game. but it's a market. The market dictates. And right. If the market's down right now, that's what happens in a free market. Yeah, you don't like it. That's tough. I know. I know. And it doesn't mean there's collusion going on. But if I'm an owner and I have a team and I want to keep my payroll down a little bit, and the market's down, that's the way it is. That's what that's what America's built on. Capitalism. I was, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been upset if the Reds would have paid Dallas Keuchel $20 million a year for three or four years. I'd have been okay with that. But they didn't do it. You know, their their payroll. So I heard, was I listening to maybe Red Leg Nation podcast the other day. They were talking. Somebody run the, had done the numbers, or they'd read it somewhere else where somebody had done the numbers. I don't remember which. But in, in terms of the actual number, the Reds will have their highest payroll ever, so over $120 million. In terms of inflation, they won't. They've had it at 115, 116. If you look at inflation so from those time. from those years, it's actually not. It's like or it's a similar. It's very close. Um, in the median, the median payroll last year was in, was still up in the 130 million. So they're they're still even below the median. So, um, you know, there's a whole lot of talk about. The market size is not the great um, divide that has always that the small markets have always said. And well, so we don't really know because we don't actually know what all the accounting numbers of every team. But a lot of people who know a lot of stuff are saying a lot, saying that a lot. So it's of course it's easy to spend other people's money. I'd be happy to spend Bob Castellini's money for him if he'd let me. Yeah, we'd have a $200 million payroll. Yeah. You know, what you haven't heard is, there's no doubt in my mind that Harper and, and whoever, it's kind of nice, okay, I don't have to go to camp as early. You hear that in football more so, right? Yeah. And basketball more so than baseball because you're getting into warm weather. That's yeah. sort of a draw, too. Yeah. I can't help but think that's part of it. But also, yeah. I, I look at Kemp, our Kemp. We've all talked about it, and not just us, but it's been in the press, that he could be trade bait. I just think of 
still there's so many dominoes that have not fallen yet, and then you throw in an injury or two that may occur with some well, teams. Kemp becomes an expendable yeah, because asset. whoever's been trying to get Kemp and doesn't get him might now all of a sudden might they say, need okay. Kemp. Right. Well, Kemp's at twenty-one million. Yeah. Did you guys just say? one year? What do you think Keiko's going to be? I think he's. I think he wants that range. He wants that range. See, so you could. See, we, we were talking about, I think you and I, or maybe it was Jeff. I don't know that the Astros and someone else talked about, I would overpay for Keiko. Granted, his numbers yeah, are whatever. Yeah, I would give him double what he's worth. Years, but I, I would, would go no more three years, and I'd overpay I, him a little I, bit. I agree. There's not, not many of those in the Major League Baseball. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. And they have a solid number one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Machado, what's he getting, $30 million a year? Yes, for ten years. For ten. So the um, Padres are going to be the new Astros, aren't they? they well, yeah, they could, they could be. They that could that they could be a handful out there soon. Yeah. They really could. So they're San Diego. Something always happens. Something something goes bad out there. Is that what you're saying? Seems it. They've never won a World Series, right? No. Have they? Weren't they in a World Series one time in the eighties? Were they? Yeah, they beat the. No, Cubs. they never they, won the World Series. They beat the Cubs, and got to the World Series and lost to the Tigers, didn't they? And that's was that '84? That uh, that's when they had Steve Garvey, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they might have. But they, they just don't seem to. Ah, uh, the sound of M and M's being pulled out of a bowl. <laughs> that's what that little noise was. So, and there comes some more. So we M and M sales are going to go way up. People listening to this podcast. Um. But yeah, the Padres are set up for the future. Yep, they it are. Feels like. Do they know. have good pitching? Uh, I don't know how good their pitching is yet. I mean, it's it's better than the Reds has been, and I. Th- but the, all the talk is that they've got twelve, what, like twelve guys in the top one hundred or something like that of of prospects, and they're the envy of the whole of everybody for. The talent, the talent that they've been stockpiling. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see the next couple of years if they really, and that's what Manny's counting on. Yeah. So San Diego used to be a place where a lot of free agents would go, but oh. it just never worked out because of, of the weather. You know, people would go there all the time, and yeah. it just never. You know, I mean, they had some good teams with Glenn, and they, like I said, they went to a World Series, and they've been good at times, but they've never they've never been able to win at all. So, um, we talked about bullpen pitching starters. Uh, that we, we're hearing stuff. Maybe they're only going to keep twelve pitchers in the bullpen, and possibly because they feel like they need an extra position player. But they're also talking about using Iglesias for more than just a ninth inning guy, and that could be part of it too. If he's going to pitch more innings, maybe you feel like, it, and everybody else is going to have the opportunity to pitch a little more. And, and be a little less specialized at times. Maybe that's a reason. Wouldn't you need more pitchers if that was the case? Well, we're going to use guys earlier in the game. Wouldn't you need more pitchers? Maybe that it does make. Like you go with thirteen if you're going to let you know if you're going to only have your starters go to the sixth inning. You need a seventh, eighth, and ninth inning guy. Well, I could see starting the season with twelve, and once you start, right, starts getting hotter. You have fewer days off. 
Guys are starting to pile up some innings. You go to 13. That's where I was saying Lorenzen is such a luxury because you bring him in the seventh, let him hit for himself, and you got haven't used your bench. You know, you got more pitch hitters left over after yeah, that. They did that last year. Of course, we weren't in any race or anything, right. but there were there were several games where he batted for himself. Yeah. Yeah. So he's working out with outfielders and yeah. pitchers. Yeah. What do you think of that? I Maybe like that's it. another reason that they're only keeping 12 pitchers. Right. I like it. I, I, the, the thing that David Bell has brought to to the environment of being a Reds fan is Riggleman was by the book. If the book didn't have it in print, he would not do X, Y, Z. Bell tradition. has a different set of metrics, and he will say, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw tradition out the window, and we're gonna do this." And the reasoning. For Iglesias, maybe we pitch him in the eighth inning. If y'all read the article, is maybe we're facing the two, three, four, or the three, four, five hitters, and after that, the last inning, all right, we've got guys who aren't hitting as well. You know, that makes sense. It's right. very intuitive. Right. Let's go ahead and do that. I think it's great. And he either pitches two innings, or you bring in Hernandez or Hughes or somebody. Right. To pitch and his, to pitch and I think we texted each other this week as well as Hughes and Hernandez pitched this past year. Why not? Those and yeah, you, you get well. Garrett too. I mean, you know, we're gonna strike. Exactly. Open. You see, Amir Garrett just got contact yeah. lenses, and his, yep. his doctor says he's gonna strike more guys out. So we'll see. What's the doctor now? Yeah, <laughs> doctors. Yeah, they don't know anything. Uh, I'm kidding. Not you, Doctor Guernsey. Yes, yes. Uh, so they just also signed Jose Iglesias, shortstop, adding to more depth, which I think is one thing that this. Um, Front office is doing is they've they're growing the depth, and Iglesias. The interesting thing about him was he came up with the Tigers when Suarez did, and the Tigers chose Iglesias to be their shortstop, better defender, uh, figuring his bat would come around more, and the Tigers traded Suarez because of that, and now the Reds have him as a minor league contract because his bat hasn't been great. But the Reds, I think it's a good move because if Peraza gets hurt, um, they don't have a great shortstop option. Uh, Blandino can do it now and then, but I think he's better at other positions. I don't think shortstop's his best position. Plus, hes we don't know if he's even going to be ready for opening day. Um, Senzel experiments at shortstop. Yeah. Depending on where you are, if you're in the race or not. He could move options. Suarez over there for a day or two if he had to. But Just the good insurance. It's a good insurance. And they, they've... You know, if you look at look at our our depth, I mean, Matt Kemp's your fourth outfielder. Sinzel maybe your, your uh, utility guy bouncing around who's got a lot of promise. Uh, um, you know, you feel like you're in good shape at catcher with those two guys. Um, you know, Blandino showed that he can be a good major leaguer utility guy last year, I think. You still got uh, Irvin. Like Trahan. Yeah, and Irvin can play. <clears throat> Philip Irvin can come up and play some outfield yeah. for you. Yeah, he's a good pitch runner. That, that's another thing they've done. They've addressed depth. They've addressed so many things that we've talked about a lot and everybody's read and heard a lot about. But um, I just think and, it's good. And other than San Diego signing Machado, well, not even other. The Reds have been the most active team in free agency. No doubt. I, I shouldn't say free agency. Acquisitions. Yeah. And when does that ever happen? <laughs> no. Oh, it's made them interesting and relevant. You know, so you, so we'll have to wait till after spring training or something for us to predict 
right at the end of spring training and predict a, fi- a finish, how many wins. Let's not do that today. Let's let's keep our listeners on the edge of their seats. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. It's good marketing, Tom. It's good marketing. It's good marketing. So, um, anything else about this team right now that you think uh, – is there a big que- any big other big question marks? I feel like we have fewer question marks. We, fewer we, for we, sure. We've already discussed the center field thing. Starting pitching is still <coughs> a big Excuse question me. mark. Pardon me. I'm sorry about this cough. I can't get rid of it. So, um, I mean, you know, we're so much better with Gray and Wood and Rourke, but yeah. that's still a big. I mean, and we, and, and we, at least Starting pitching me, is always tenuous. Yeah, that's true. A, a big criticism I had last year was, and, and I got this from watching and, and reading, Castellini and his tinkering, his involvement. Don't have to worry about that with Billy this year. I don't know if Castellini has any other favorites, but it seems to be this is David Bell's squad. Well, I think he likes Scooter a lot, but the fact that they haven't offered him a contract says that it's another thing to say Castellini's I would say I think Winker too, Jeff. I think Winker too, because I was out in San Diego when they made the – all right, fine. You know, we're going to go away from the rotation outfield. We're going to and Winker's the odd man out. Winker sat out that next night and never went out again until his injury. Yeah. And I, I you know, I think Riggleman was overruled. Well, which was fine because it, right, right, it was a dumb agreed. decision overall, right or wrong. But you want you don't want the honor jumping in. I don't at least. Yeah. Well, I think that's some reasons why we're where we are now. We went and found a guy who will think for himself. But also doesn't want to live in a silo of the dugout. Agreed. The dugout and the front office are not like these two silos now, where nobody ever talks to anybody. I think there's a a more cohesiveness throughout. It's kind of like a, you know, if you run a high school program, or do do the uh, is the middle school program doing stuff the high school team is doing to prep them for the high school, or are you living in silos and doing your own thing? You know, like they play zone. High school, middle school kids play zone for two years, and then they get to high school, and the coach says we're playing man, and they haven't been playing man. You know, you don't do that kind of stuff, and that's kind of the way the Reds seem to be at times in those silos of that. So, working higher education, we know all about silos, and and uh, it gets talked about a lot. You know, let's try to have more. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Collaboration. Across right. things, so there's it's a more collaborative environment, and everybody's always wanting to be more collaborative and always talking about it. You know, whether it's in a school, within a team programs, within a uh, a baseball team like this, and they seem to be wanting to be more collaborative, and that's good. That's good. Right. It's, you know, not one guy has all the answers. Right. So, except we do. We have us three have all the answers. I, I think we would sell for fairly cheap to the Reds. Yeah, just uh, so weekend, weekend tickets. A little bit more than that, but yeah. Somewhere between that and Machado's deal. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Free Cokes when you go to the game. Oh, yeah. All you can eat seats. All you can, not, eat, all you can like, eat seats. Not the March-April games. They no. want free hot chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Free concessions, all you want. There you go. And Saturday, Sunday tickets every time they're at home. And, and Friday evening, too. And Friday evening. Yeah, weekend weekend, weekend packages for home games. We probably need like six or eight and, tickets to, to bring our friends. Yes. And we are and we don't have to be one of the first 20,000 to get to Bobblehead. We get it anyway. 
So save us one because we're going to be all late. those things. All yeah, we those have to take things. we have to take Diamond Jim with us because then we get to meet Suarez. Yeah, and Vado. That's true. That's true. He uh, he's got an in. He knows those guys. Yeah. They, he they know him by by face uh, and reputation apparently. So, yeah. All um, right. Anyway, all right. Well, it is the beginning of spring training games, and we are hopeful. We, I think, actually have some belief that this team can compete, um, and that come June, we're not out of it. Um, we may not be in first place, but we're not out of it. And I think we would take that at this point, especially after the last five years. So, yeah, I think we'll be disappointed if we don't get at least 500 this year. I will be. I expect to be a five. Don't say too much. Leave them hanging. Remember that. Remember that. Well, I didn't say. <laughs> I didn't get my World Series prediction. <laughs> yeah. All the way. May. Oh, that's that's Tom Hanks' movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the way. World Series or bust. No, I don't know. I mean, well, you remember I pointed out a couple shows ago. Looked at some turnarounds in Reds history, and it would not be unprecedented for this team to. Make a lot of noise in October. Worst to first? Yes, it would not be unprecedented. We've had and I'm worst sure they're not, and that's, and that's just looking at Reds history. There are plenty of other yeah. examples Minnesota of twins. baseball history. Minnesota Twins. Yeah, of, of uh, being wor- worst to first or, or, or close to worst to Kansas first. City Royals. Hey, if the Browns could win that many games this year, anything is possible. Would the Browns win eight games? Seven games? Maybe seven. Anything is possible. Eight, one. The fact that they won two means anything is possible. So, um, so yeah, it is. So, all right. Well, anything else pressing? Shall we uh, uh, move on? Say good, say say good night, and uh, move on our uh, separate ways here. Anything else pressing? No, no. Well, thanks for the pizza, and the M and M's, and the bottle of water, and, and the breadsticks, the breadsticks, and the couch mm-hmm. to sit on, and. And uh, thanks to Callie for uh, keeping us company, but not being noisy. Keeping my leg warm. Not a not a not a yappy dog, that's for sure. Well, some ever, never. Good, good. All right. Well, exhibition games are beginning. The season is coming fast. So um, set your DVRs and uh, watch a little bit of this and see a little bit of that and enjoy. Uh, the beginning of uh, exhibition season we'll go from there all right everybody ready to say goodbye we're ready all right one two three go Go reds. reds